0: the Bible Study Podcast, episode 161. Today, the Bible Study Podcast continues the study of Acts with chapter 24. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen. We're wrapping up this book rapidly. Today, Paul goes on trial. He has already been on trial before the Sanhedrin or had a chance to explain himself before the Sanhedrin, but today he goes on one of the two trials before the Roman governor. The first trial is before the Roman governor Felix. Five days later, the high priest Ananias went down to Caesarea with some of the elders and a lawyer named Tertullus, and they brought their charges against Paul before the governor. When Paul was called in, Tertullus presented his case before Felix. We have enjoyed a long period of peace under you, and your foresight has brought about reforms in this nation. Everywhere, and in every way, most excellent Felix, we acknowledge this with profound gratitude. But in order not to weary you further, I will request that you be kind enough to hear us briefly." We have found this man to be a troublemaker, stirring up riots among the Jews all over the world. He is a ringleader of the Nazarene sect, and even tried to desecrate the temple, so we seized him. By examining him yourself, you will be able to learn the truth about all these charges we are bringing against him. The Jews joined in the accusation, asserting that these things were true. And so Paul is, on trial before Felix, you get the lawyer here who comes and says, the kind of thing you want to argue before a Roman governor, troublemaker, peacebreaker, riots— Those are the key words that you'd want to use because the Roman governor is going to be judged if those things are going on his province. So you, Felix, you wonderful Felix, and what a wonderful job you've done. And unlike this person, you've brought reforms. You've done such a great thing. And so they're really playing this up. They're doing a fair amount of behind kissing here. And they're really playing that Paul here, that all of the problems have to do with Paul. Not with their reaction to Paul or their reaction to this. Nazarene sect, but if you could just get rid of this troublemaker, we'll have peace. We could all go back to our banquets and everything will be good. It goes on, when the governor motioned for him to speak, Paul replied, I know that for a number of years you have been a judge over this nation, so I will gladly make my defense. You can easily verify that no more than 12 days ago I went up to Jerusalem to worship. My accusers did not find me arguing with anyone in the temple, or stirring up a crowd in the synagogues, or anywhere else in the city, and they cannot prove to you the charges they are now making against me. However, I admit that I worship the God of our fathers as a follower of the way, which they call a sect. I believe everything that agrees with the law and that is written in the prophets, and I have the same hope in God as these men— that there will be a resurrection of both the righteous and the wicked. So I strive always to keep my conscience clear before God and man. And so Paul makes his defense and he says, okay, that's all well and good, except what you're saying, what they're claiming is not true. I haven't been stirring up anything in Jerusalem. All I did was go to worship. And that's true. That's what happened, right? He went to worship. There was a misunderstanding and the crowds were stirred up instead by the Jews well, Paul himself is a Jew, but I mean Jewish religiously in this case, and not by Paul. And so he's saying, you know, I, your reputation is pretty good. You've been judging us for a while here. You can look into this and see that what they're saying is not true. But I am a follower of the way. I am a follower of the sect that they call this Nazarene, these followers of Jesus. And I have a hope in God, and I have a hope in the resurrection of the dead. Because Paul is not going to let this opportunity pass without getting some opportunity to preach the gospel. Paul is not just making a defense of his case. Paul is making a defense of his faith because he is getting a chance to speak before the governor. And Paul is not the sort of person who would let a chance like that go. He continues after an absence of several years i came to jerusalem to bring my people gifts for the poor and to present offerings i was ceremonially clean when they found me in the temple courts doing this there was no crowd with me nor was i involved in any disturbance but there are some jews from the province of asia who ought to be here before you and bring charges if they have anything against me or these who are here should state what crime they found me in when I stood before the Sanhedrin, unless it was the one thing I shouted as I stood in their presence. It is concerning the resurrection of the dead that I'm on trial before you today. And so Paul goes on with his defense here saying, the people who started the problem were these Jews from Asia who aren't here. I noticed their conspicuously absence. And the problem that we had in the Sanhedrin was, and he talks about the resurrection of the dead, this is going to turn Felix off. This is a religious issue. This is not a case that should come up before the governor. And so sure enough, Felix says, then Felix, who was well acquainted with the way, adjourned the proceedings. When Lysias the commander comes, he said, I will decide your case. He ordered the centurion to keep Paul under guard, but to give him some freedom and permit his friends to take care of his needs. Several days later, Felix came with his wife, Drusilla, who was a Jewess. She sent for Paul and listened to him as he spoke about faith in Christ Jesus. As Paul discoursed on righteousness, self-control, and the judgment to come, Felix was afraid and said, That's enough for now. You may leave. When I find it convenient, I will send for you. At the same time, he was hoping that Paul would offer him a bribe, so he sent for him frequently and talked with him. When two years had passed, Felix was succeeded by Portius Festus. But because Felix wanted to grant a favor to the Jews, he left Paul in prison. So Paul is neither tried completely, sentenced, nor exonerated. Paul is in this limbo for two years where he is being played with in some sense by Felix, who is continuously wanting to hear Paul mainly to get a bribe, but possibly there's some interest here in the faith. We do get that Felix was aware of Christianity, aware of the way as it is known at that time. But Paul, for two years, is spending time in between jail and then coming in and talking to Felix and to his wife. And we're going to continue on with part of Acts 25 today because there's a second half of this, which is a new governor comes and Paul is on trial before Festus. And so we get to repeat this whole thing with the new governor. Three days after arriving in the province, Festus went up from Caesarea to Jerusalem, where the chief priests and Jewish leaders appeared before him and presented the charges against Paul. They urgently requested Festus as a favor to them to help Paul transfer to Jerusalem, for they were preparing an ambush to kill him along the way. Festus answered, Paul is being held at Caesarea, and I myself am going there soon. Let some of your leaders come with me and press charges against the man there, if he has done anything wrong." After spending eight or ten days with them, he went down to Caesarea, and the next day he convened the court and ordered that Paul be brought before him. When Paul appeared, the Jews who had come down from Jerusalem stood around him, bringing many serious charges against him, which they could not prove. Then Paul made his defense, I have done nothing wrong against the law of the Jews or against the temple or against Caesar. Festus, wishing to do the Jews a favor, said to Paul, Are you willing to go to Jerusalem and stand trial before me there on these charges? Paul answered, I am now standing before Caesar's court, where I ought to be tried. I have not done anything wrong to the Jews, as you yourself very well know. If, however, I am guilty of doing anything deserving death, I do not refuse to die. But if the charges brought against me by these Jews are not true, no one has the right to hand me over to them. I appeal to Caesar. After Festus had conferred with his council, he declared, you have appealed to Caesar, to Caesar you will go. So Paul here is making his defense. He is saying he is not willing to go to Jerusalem, in part because, remember, he got shepherded out of Jerusalem in the cover of night because it was a plot to kill him. So it's not it's not that they are ignorant of the fact that Paul is probably dead if he goes back to Jerusalem. They remember there were the group of people who had sworn that they were going to kill Paul and they weren't going to eat until they killed Paul is what happened when they the plot that was discovered that got him shipped out of the city under cover of darkness. And so because Paul is a Roman citizen, he does what is the last line of defense of a Roman citizen. He appeals to Caesar and his case gets Escalated. And so Paul is now on his way to Caesar. And that's a little ironic, and we're going to finish this chapter this week. So it goes on. A few days later, King Agrippa and Bernice arrived in Caesarea to pay their respects to Festus. Since they were spending many days there, Festus discussed Paul's case with the king. He said, There's a man here whom Felix left as a prisoner. When I went to Jerusalem, the chief priests and elders of the Jews brought charges against him and asked that he be condemned. I told them that it is not the Roman custom to hand over any man before he has faced his accusers and has had an opportunity to defend himself against their charges. When they came here with me, I did not delay the case, but convened the court the next day and ordered the man to be brought in. When his accusers got up to speak, they did not charge him with Any of the crimes I had expected Instead they had some points of dispute with him About their own religion And about a dead man named Jesus Who Paul claimed was alive I was at a loss how to investigate such matters So I asked if he would be willing to go to Jerusalem And stand trial there on these charges When Paul made his appeal To be held over for the emperor's decision I ordered him held Until I could send him to Caesar Then Agrippa said to Festus I would like to hear the man myself He replied tomorrow you will hear him The next day Agrippa and Bernice came with great pomp and entered the audience room with high-ranking officers and the leading men of the city. At the command of Festus, Paul was brought in. Festus said, King Agrippa and all who are present with us, you see this man. The whole Jewish community has petitioned me about him in Jerusalem and here in Caesarea, shouting that he ought not live any longer. I found he had done nothing deserving of death. But because he has made his appeal to the emperor, I decided to send him to Rome. But I have nothing definite to write to his majesty about him. Therefore, I have brought him before all of you, and especially before you, King Agrippa, so that as a result of this investigation, I might have something to write. For I think it is unreasonable to send on a prisoner without specifying the charges against him. And so Paul will go on trial for a third time, but we're going to save that for next week. And we'll see that the reason for the third trial, or the third discussion in this case, because it's not really a trial, because they've already decided to send him off to Caesar, is that Festus is so new here, and Christianity is so new, that All Festus knows is that Paul claims some dead man named Jesus is now alive, and so he doesn't really know what's going on. He knows that this man isn't being accused of anything deserving of death, but he's at a loss what to send in the instructions along with this man and doesn't want to look like a fool when Paul shows up in Rome. We'll see Paul's defense before Agrippa next week as we get just a little bit closer to wrapping up the book of Acts. With that, we'll end this episode of the Bible Study Podcast. If you have any questions, feel free to send them to host at com, or leave a comment at com, or join the discussion on the Facebook fan page. And you can find that on Facebook if you search for the Bible Study Podcast. As always, thanks so much for listening.